Well, yes, we've got one of the leading naturopaths with us again this afternoon. Peter Mullen is here. Peter, great topic today, very timely for the holiday season. Ten tips for a happy and healthy holiday. That's right, Dave. We're coming up to um, Christmas holidays, on, and on the one hand, it can be the best time of the year, but then on the other hand, it can be quite stressful as well. So we're going to look at ways to help cope. Joining us now from Budgie Woy, we've got Pat. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I've listened to you quite a lot, and I've heard you mention a cream. I think it's called GA cream, which may assist psoriasis. Right. No, I, I'm not sure that I've mentioned the GA cream. Right. No. No. Um, with my up. daughter has psoriasis on her elbows and knees. Right. She had it since her first pregnancy. Okay. Okay. With um, um with, with psoriasis, like there's definitely there's um creams that you know naturopaths can make up, and we make up um quite a good herbal cream for helping with psoriasis, um and then we focus a lot on what to do internally as well. Right. Okay. Diet, diet, and um supplements, particularly looking at things like um your liver, your immune system. Um, psoriasis is a what we call a, a type one or a autoimmune condition. So you've got to really work on the gut to try and turn that autoimmune condition down. But definitely um, herbal medicines. There's some great herbal creams you can have made up to help. All right, Pat, thank you for your call. If you'd like to call, you can do that. 49216216. You'll get through to our naturopath straight away, Peter Mullen. Now, we're coming up to Christmas time, the holiday season. Is it overload for our body sometimes? Look, I think it's overload on a lot of hands, isn't it? Like Christmas seems to be for a lot of people a stressful time of year. I think a lot of emotional issues that don't get dealt with day to day end up all coming together at Christmas time when people have to come together as a family. Financial, emotional. You might be meeting some family members you haven't seen for 12 months. That's right. So you've got the emotional stress. You've got the financial stress of, you know, getting organized for Christmas. Um, every year, it's really it's the mums that really pull Christmas together. So my my thoughts go out today to all the all the mums and grandmothers who are madly getting this whole Christmas thing organised because they do a massive job. Now you've got some tips for us for stress free Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. So one um the, my first 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 tip is like from a from a dietary point of view, like when you when you've got a holiday coming up, it's really good to have a plan. Now I always think with Christmas, like I always tell patients that Christmas is really only one one day in fact it's only one meal and pretty much christmas is meat and vegetables or meat and salad so it shouldn't be the overboard experience it doesn't i tell people it really doesn't start on the first of december and go through to the end of january so have a plan for your food and exercise so a plan for food i always think don't waste your well don't waste your calories on junk if you go to a christmas function and there's chips and nuts and peanuts and things don't eat stuff like that Save your calories for a really nice. Save piece it of, for the tadakan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or for the um, um, fruitcake oh, or yeah. the Christmas pudding. Yeah, you know, save it up. Or if you're going to have a glass of wine, save it up for the glass of wine. Don't so don't waste your calories. Don't eat just for Only the sake. Only glass. Of it. I'm not coming to your party. <laughs> <laughs> Only a glass. It's not not too dry at our house, but it's, it's probably drier than most. Um, and the other thing, so so don't waste your don't waste your calories on junk, and. So I always think of it as calorie sacrifice. If you're going to have a glass of wine, cut something out somewhere else. The second thing is to um, have a plan for your exercise routine over the Christmas period as well. So I'm off for roughly two weeks. So my goal is to swim every day at the local baths for that two-week period. And I think you do that for the two weeks. It really sets you up then. When you start back at work, you're going to be much better organized. Um, As I said, number two, 
So, so have a plan for your exercise as well. What you don't want to do is get to the end of the Christmas holidays and realize you put on two, two kilos yeah. and then you've got to start from scratch again. Um, two, as I said, if food is your main downfall, keep in mind that Christmas is only one day. Indulge, then get back on the healthy bandwagon. So if you fail once, that doesn't mean that you give up altogether. One bad meal doesn't make a bad diet, just as one good meal doesn't make a good diet. So if you sort of go into Christmas thinking, right, we're going to stick with you know, meats and salads, we get, maybe have a little bit more alcohol. And we'll, you asked me before some tips about yeah. alcohol. I'll come to that in a little while. Right. There was interesting that that was your first question to me. Of course. <laughs> you should know me. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, yeah, so, so have a plan and, you know, stick with it as much as you can. And you'll get to the end of Christmas. Like, ideally, we should get through Christmas and be the same weight at the end of Christmas, not two kilos heavier. Last year, a couple of my patients actually came back after the Christmas holidays and they'd lost weight. So wow. it is possible. That's impressive, yeah. It is impressive, isn't yeah, it? That they did that, yeah. But if you don't have a plan, you'll get to the end of Christmas and you'll just be disappointed in yourself that you let yourself go and it got out of hand. All right. Okay, so coming back in our second part, what will you be observing for us? Uh, a bit more about how to eat. Um, you know, some really good tips there. And a little bit more about um, what we're going to be looking at or yeah, what, what we can be doing to um, um, practice being more mindful with what we're eating. Today we're talking about the tips for a happy and healthy holiday, and we'll continue with some more tips right now, Peter. Well, Dave, the, the next tip is to try and try to eat mindfully. And um, what this means is be aware of what you are eating. Take the time to, I always say to patients, you know, make sure you chew well and eat slowly. Um, and don't don't drink and eat at the same time. Right, right. So sort of pace yourself with things. You know, sometimes with Christmas we get in there and it's like a, a feast. It's definitely not a famine, and no. you know we we really do over overdo it. Um, never eat on two feet. So again, part of this whole concept of eating mindfully is that you don't stand at the counter and eat your breakfast, or you don't stand at the counter and have a snack or have right, right. have a sandwich. You've got to prepare your food. It seems a little rushed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Prepare your food. Put on a plate. Sit down and go and, you know, take your time to chew it well and eating slowly. Otherwise, if we eat unconsciously, and this is what happens when we sit in front of the TV, how often do you sit in front of the TV, or, or not you and I, yeah. you know, other people maybe, sit in front of a TV with a bowl of bowl of chips or whatever, and you've eaten it and you haven't even tasted it and all of a sudden it's gone. So always eating mindfully. Great tip. Um, and same within bed. You know, bed is for sleeping you know, not or eating, no. Not, not eating. So really want to make sure that you're not, not linking. The idea is that you don't link eating to relaxation. Right. You know, eating shouldn't be something that we think, oh, I can't wait to get home and sit on the lounge, watch TV and eat. Right. You want to get home, eat, and then if you want to sit on the lounge and relax and watch TV, you want to try and separate it out. And I always say to patients, if you find yourself in front of the fridge and you're sort of thinking, oh, what do I feel like? You're eating for the wrong reasons. Mm. Because eating shouldn't really be about an emotional, yeah. oh, I feel a bit flat, I'll eat something to make myself feel better. But unfortunately, that's that's what food's become for a lot of us. It's become a form of like self-medication. Tell me about how much you equate water with our meals over the Christmas period. Well, I think um, hydration, we, we see a lot of patients that are very much dehydrated. You know, and I always say, it's like the, the old kid's story, like how do you know if you're drinking enough water? I say to the kids is always check the colour of your wee. You know, it's always going to be yellow first thing, yellow after supplements, because you always wear out a certain percentage. But by mid-morning to lunchtime, and watch this over the Christmas period with the heat, etc., if you're drinking enough water, your wee should be nearly clear. 
Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it's yellow at lunchtime, you're dehydrated. Right, right. So you really need to drink more water, and you should be able to keep it clear almost till bedtime. And by drinking, if you have a large glass of water with your meal, will that slow down what you eat? No, I think... Because you feel more full from the water? I think, no? I, think um, I always say to patients, you're best to drink and eat, you know, drink 15 minutes before okay. or an hour after. Because I think, if you, if you imagine your digestion is like a processing plant, if you put food into your stomach, you, you know, chewed it well, chewed it till it's a paste, gone into your stomach, starting to break it down. If you go and pour in a big drink of water on top, that's going to dilute everything. Digestion takes a lot longer. A lot of people that get heartburn or reflux, if they practice this mindful eating, practice smaller portions, and stop drinking liquids with their meals. So you imagine if you've had a big tea, mm-hmm. big dinner of a night time, and we tend to eat too much. We're not out hunter-gathering or you know chasing whatever during the day, so we don't have the energy expenditure we really need. So if you have a big dinner of a night time and then you know and you've eaten a bit late because you've got it home late, you've had a big couple of drinks of water or a cup of tea after and go to bed. What do you think is going to happen to all that food and mm-hmm. liquid that's going to come back up through your esophagus and give you heartburn or reflux? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so it makes a big difference with people that are having gut issues. And what about uh, your thoughts on if you are eating and drinking prior to going to bed? Is there a cutoff point, do you believe? Absolutely. I think we should finish eating by 7 o'clock at the latest. 7, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you do have anything after that, maybe a cup of chamomile tea or, you know, if you're starving hungry, maybe half a piece of fruit. Which will help with the digestion or not? Uh, probably won't help a great deal. No. You're probably better off to have nothing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But we always find, like if you think about it, like your digestive system slowing down at the night time. So our digestion is probably most vibrant, ideally should be most vibrant first thing in the morning, mid-morning. That's where we should have a good appetite and feel like eating stuff. And then towards the end of the day, our digestive system slowing down. You know, the body's got a 24-hour mm. clock. So our liver detoxifies between 1 and 3 a.m. of the night time. So you want to make sure that your, your meal's finished well before, well before you go to bed because once you go to bed, all of that digestive function basically turns off. Another interesting thing that I heard, and I wanted to put this to you, is that some people have said if you drink like a cola drink or a caffeine drink up to 8 or 9 at night, you are going to have trouble sleeping and... Yeah, ca- yeah, caffeine caffeine in the body's got uh, like caffeine's got a half life of about 6 hours. Mm-hmm. So if you drink a cup of coffee, 6 hours later you'll still have half the amount of caffeine in you. So maybe a cut-off point on that too of an afternoon. Oh, look, I would think for if someone's struggling with insomnia and difficulty getting to sleep or they're waking up, you really need to either get off coffee altogether or have one coffee maybe in the morning just after your breakfast. What about nothing uh, and nothing any later in the day. What about that cup of tea? Does that still have that uh, yeah, caffeine does. stimulant? Is it yeah. as bad as the coffee? Or it's not? less than the coffee. Yeah. But you know, people make up. They'll have you know they'll either have one coffee or three cups of tea. So yeah. most people probably catch it up. Okay. Or, they'll, or they'll have a soft drink in the afternoon with caffeine. When we come back, we will talk about a bit of alcohol and what else have we got for us to talk about? Oh, just a, some some plans or thoughts about the year ahead. 10 tips for a healthy holiday. Let's continue with those right now. What else have you got to share with us today, Peter? Well, up to up to number seven. Yes. And um, this is just, you know, Christmas parties are, you know, people. some people love Christmas parties. Other people just get overloaded with the invites. So pick and choose what you want to go to. Again, don't go to everything just because yeah. you're asked. Like, go to the ones you're really going to enjoy. Uh, if you're worried about overeating before you get there, if you have a small protein-based snack before you go, so it's a bit like you know the old story of never go shopping on an empty stomach because yeah. you'll want to buy everything in the shop. And it's the same, never go to a party starving, hungry. Right, right. Um, 
So have a small protein-based small protein-based snack so you're not starving when you get there. Um, now alcohol. Right. If you if you so some so some tips. The main thing is again I always say if if I'm going to a party or a function if, I, if we have to take our own own wine or beer or whatever I'll I'll have a bit of a think about before I pack what I'm going to take. And if I take, you know, four beers or five beers or six beers, like that, that will be my limit. Right. So sort of plan ahead. Don't go thinking, don't take a cart into a party thinking, oh, I'll just see how I go. Have it in your mind. I'm just going to have a few drinks tonight because I've got a big day tomorrow or yeah. things I want to do. Um, intersperse your alcohol with liquid. Yes. A glass so, of water or something? Yeah, it's, it's an old story. but like. So it, how many beers should you have or glasses of wine and then a, a water? What do you think? Uh, look, I would, I would, if you've had two alcoholic drinks, I'd start then after that with one water, one alcoholic drink. Okay. You gotcha. know, two you can probably get away with, but mm-hmm. as you know, alcohol is a diuretic. So if you drink a glass of beer, you'll wee out a glass and a third of water. So if you have five beers, you're going to be, you're in the deficit. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what causes a lot of the symptoms associated with a hangover. So if you've had, if you're having more than two drinks, I'd go one drink, one water. Right, gotcha. Pace yourself. Yes, yes. And some food somewhere in there as well because you've already had your snack. You've already mindfully had your snack before you've gone out. I plan to keep people busy just with all the things they have to think about. It sounds like it to me, yeah. (laughs) But it does become habit. Um, Yeah, so plan plan on how many drinks you're going to have and, again, take along only the ones you're going to drink. Um, Avoid stressful situations. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, don't eat with people you don't like. Mm-hmm. So Christmas can be really stressful people for all sorts of reasons. And you know, one tip, and we've left it a bit late now, but if if you're meeting up on Christmas Day with family that you haven't seen for a while, in the next year, maybe think about September, October, breaking the ice a little bit. Right. Like prepare ahead to to avoid any unpleasantness just because Thanksgiving. Yeah. Do it. Do your own thanks. <laughs> do your own pre-Christmas practice. Yes. And if that doesn't go away, then you can cancel. Yeah. You know, rearrange your numbers coming. That but. was great to catch up. I'll see you at Christmas in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. um, and as I said before, be picky about the Christmas functions you want to attend. Um, parties are often a place of overindulgence, so choosing the ones that are really important. I find for a lot of people that you know are doing like our weight loss programs, that the things that really bring people unstuck is going out for a meal. Mm-hmm. So a dietitian friend of my sister's told her once, and it's not strictly speaking true, but it's not a bad way to think about it. If you're trying to lose weight, if you have one meal off track a week, you'll still lose weight. If you have two meals out, you'll stay the same. If you have three meals out, you'll put weight on. Mm-hmm. And it's not strictly speaking true, but it's not a bad mantra. If you have three Christmas functions in a week, you will possibly have alcohol, you will eat different food to normal, and you will probably have more calories than normal. So you're not going to be able to lose weight successfully, so definitely pick and choose what you what you want to do. And as I was saying, as I was saying before, it is possible to get to the new year the same weight as you are now, or even lighter. Um, so if you make a pact to eat healthy, exercise, and follow some of those tips, then um, we'll definitely be on our way. Another great thing about this time of the year is great for salads and fruit. Yeah, for yeah, summer. definitely, definitely. And we were talking to Dave last week from. Um, the, the blueberry man, yeah. if we can call him that, and he had some great advice about, you know, soil and bacteria and growing organic. But this time of year is great because there's so much good food available. So again, you know, think about what you're doing and plan ahead. 
So what about balancing what you put into the body? Like if you know you're going out for a dinner, maybe have something lighter for lunch? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Use that use that concept of I mentioned before of calorie sacrifice. If if you're going out for dinner tonight, I would try and have just a light salad or maybe a couple of pieces of fruit for lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you use protein shakes or um, smoothies or you make your up your own shakes, maybe have that for your lunch and then allow yourself some extra calories at dinner. But then breakfast the next day, you know, we're only as good as bad as our last meal. And if you go out tonight, then breakfast tomorrow, you don't want to get up and have a big breakfast. You want to get up and have a shake or have a juice or, you know, have something just light and maybe lunchtime as well. So you just, right. that way you sort of, if you think of your, your calorie input over a whole week, you can sort of, you know, be strict during the week and then have a bit of leeway over a weekend. Now, Peter, what about the thoughts of, you know, you've had the big lunch, you feel stuffed, you want to go into hibernation. Uh, is that bad? Should you push yourself to still move around and do things or should you relax and rest on the lounge? I, I think Christmas Day, that's essential, that you relax and have a rest and maybe oh. even a snooze on the lounge. Oh, so that is okay. That's good. Well, uh, if you, what happens when you eat, if you eat too much, like all of your energy goes towards trying to digest that food. Mm. So you're best off to rest, and yeah, and unfortunately, okay. it's probably a sign that we've done too much. But yeah, trying yeah, to avoid yeah. that overeating in the first place would probably be a good place to good right place up. to start. Now, some last tips that you may have for us this afternoon. Well, just um, I was thinking just in the car on the way over here that um, this year we've really covered a lot of topics this year on natural health and you know the natural approach to health and well-being. And my big um, my big focus for for patients is that. Patients understand themselves, how they've arrived where they are, but more importantly, how they can take control back of their health. A lot of times when we're looking for an answer to our health concerns, we're often looking for the right pill. And while it's great to try natural medicines to really, so you can sort of go, you know, instead of going to the doctor to get a pill for this or a pill for that, you can go to, you know, the health food store or supermarket or chemist and you can get a pill to try and do the same thing. But my big focus for the new year is really trying to get back to the basics and that to really improve the underlying causes, we really need to address the whole lifestyle. You know, natural medicines are a great add-on, but they don't compete with getting the diet right, making sure you're exercising regularly. And that's really my goal for listeners in the new year, that we're going to have a lot more information about how to really go about making those changes that are really going to have the biggest impact and then using natural medicines as, as an extra to really, you know, target certain things. So... You know, we'll have more of the same topics. You know, a wide range of health yes, topics yes. will be encouraging, you know, people to call in. But um, that's my big goal for the new year is really, really changing that lifestyle. Well, thank you for this year. It's been great. So Merry Christmas to you and the family and all the workers with you. And we'll look forward to you being back with us in February and some great topics in 2016. Yeah, fantastic, David. Merry Christmas to you and Lucy and to all the listeners as well. I hope everyone has a, a happy and a very peaceful Christmas. It's Health and Wellbeing back in 2016 with Peter Mullen here at 2NURFM.